Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. It's just me again. Um, and I'm really excited to answer your questions. Well, more talk about your topics that you submitted. So I'm just going to get right into it. People always want me to talk about breakups, which is so interesting because, I mean, it's not like there's that much new information out there on what to do during a breakup. You know, they suck. For me, I never really let the breakup like win. And I never really like gave in to being that sad all of the time. Like I would have my moments obviously when I would play really sad songs and like cry, like I'm human. But I think for the most part during breakups, I really tried to like distract myself and, you know, go out with friends and just be really busy and say yes to everything because that for me was very much healing. And then like when I would retreat and be home, you know, I would be sad then and I would cry and get it out of my system. And then I would go back out and hang out with friends and and make tons of plans. But I'm not sure if that's breakups in general or just how I like to deal with it because I'm a pretty busy person and um, I find myself, you know, always happier when I'm doing a lot of things, breakup or no breakup. I think that it's hard though. Like I remember a breakup I went through in like 2015, 2016. I broke up with my partner of a year and a half and we had gotten extremely close. I mean, we were dating for a year and a half. We we would talk every minute of every day and, you know, spent tons of time together, went on vacations together and then and we actually broke up on Valentine's Day. I, it's funny. People, some people are like, oh, I can't believe you broke up on Valentine's Day. But Valentine's Day is kind of like a popular day to break up. And the reason that I say that is because if you wake up on a day that you're supposed to be celebrating your relationship and you just don't feel like your relationship is worth celebrating, then I feel like that's when you know it's, time to break up. And for me, that was, that was the situation I was in. My partner at the time was, had a bit of like, you know, um, like a drinking problem. And he had come home at like 3am that like the night before and turned on all the lights and 
it just it just was not not a good situation and um i was i was just not happy and the next day when you know some people were waking up and getting their partner's flowers partner flowers my partner was like hung over sleeping until noon and like forgetting that it's even like a day to celebrate so I think for me that was a wake-up call and I was like you know what this isn't working for me this you know hasn't been working for a while and it was only after I broke up with them that I got those flowers ironically but anyway, that breakup for me was really, was, was hard because I think any breakup over a year is really, really difficult. Um, like I had gone through breakups before. I mean, I, I had my high school sweetheart of three years and that breakup, but I was in college. And then after that, I only really dated people for like three months, six months. So those breakups weren't as difficult. So this one was, was tough. And then the week after the breakup, I flew to LA to go to my one of my best college friends' engagement party, and um, I was bridesmaid at her wedding. And I got to the party, and every single person there was in a couple. I felt so alone and so weird, and and like I really didn't think that I would suffer too much during this breakup because I was the one that, you know, took the initiative and broke up, but it just goes to show that you, like, no matter what the reason, who's the one breaking up, like, it's still really hard. And I remember I was trying to keep up and, and talk to these couples, but I went to the bathroom and cried because I just, like, couldn't do it. And, it, like, looking back, you know, I didn't, I didn't tell any of my other friends, like, that I was suffering because... You don't want to make someone else's engagement party about you, but it was really, really difficult. And then like the wedding was, you know, shortly after that and it was still really hard. It took, it took me a long time to move past that. And, you know, I, I've said before on the podcast, like, I think it takes half the time you dated someone to get over them. And I would say like, it took about half the time. And even after the breakup, you know, because it's such a heavy loss when you've been with someone for so long, you find yourself entertaining the idea of like, do I want to get back together with this person or am I just sad to not have this person in my life? You know, I remember I like went to drinks with, with him a few times after we broke up and I, because he had asked me and, and then like at the drinks sitting there, like, what am I doing? why am I like, why am I here? And kind of reiterating to myself, like you made this decision, like you obviously don't want to be with this person, you know? So I think there's nothing that good that comes out of like hanging out with your ex after you've broken up, especially when the wound is still open. There's just really no reason for it. So that's my little spiel on breakups. Someone wanted me to talk about quitting weed and um, not drinking. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a big one. We talk about it on our Patreon. If you're not already a member, go to patreon.com slash we met at Acme. Um, we've got lots of bonus content. But yeah, I, I used to smoke weed every day, like a million times a day for 13 years, no joke, from when I was a junior in 
high school to last year, basically, or like last October. And so that's October of 2018. Um, And I, it got to a point for me, like I have nothing against weed. Like weed is awesome. If you like it, all power to you. You know, same with drinking, obviously. But for me, weed specifically got to a point where I wasn't getting high anymore. Like I, it just wasn't fun. It wasn't this fun activity that I would do with my friends and like we'd all smoke and laugh hysterically watching this movie or, you know, all get high and go to this concert or festival. But instead it became more of a darker thing for me. Like I was smoking alone a lot. I would like get high before recording episodes and not really remember what we had talked about um, and listen later and be like, oh, wow, I didn't even know. And it was like kind of bringing me down a bit. Like I would be in this like kind of hyper good mood and then I would smoke and like couldn't stop myself from being kind of like boring and not as like hyper because I was like thinking about what I was saying all of a sudden. And um, I would smoke before dates and then like I would be so like degaff, like I just didn't give a fuck about the date I was on and therefore like couldn't connect. I actually have a crazy story. I, I got really high before a date once. I went on the date and um, I must have gotten really high after and probably a little drunk too because I totally blocked that date out of my memory. And then I was at a wedding in January and I was um, without my current partner and I was talking to a friend and I was like, oh, I feel like we've never, like we've never really spoken before. Like, you know, how, how are you? Like, how's life? Like, this was just like a friend of a friend. And he was like, are you high? And I was like, that's funny because no, surprisingly. And I was like, but why? And he was like, because we went on a date. Like, how do you not remember that? And I was like, what? And I was like, what day? Like, can you remind me? And he was like, we went to Hillstone. And then it all came back to me. And I was like, oh my God, that is so scary. And just it just reiterated to me, like, good job for stopping smoking. Because like, that's, that's honestly scary that I didn't remember going on a date with someone. And thank God nothing happened on that date in terms of me being taken advantage of or anything. But I was like, that's really, that's really weird. And like, it's not cool to black out. It's just like not cute, you know, especially when you're 27, 28, no matter what age though, it's not really cute. Anytime past college, it's just like, you got to stop. And so we just wasn't fun. And like, I would get in trouble all the time for bringing weed everywhere my friends started like the friends of mine who I, you know, was hanging out with the most, like were not like started to not be the ones who were smoking and the ones who were smoking, like love them to death, but like wasn't hanging out with them as much. So then I just became like more of the odd one out and like needed to bring a joint everywhere. And it was just like, Oh, it was just not cute. And, you know, I would, be dating and guys would be like, oh, you smoke so much, like you should stop. And I'd be like, no, fuck you. Like, and then when I started dating my current partner, he didn't really 
Oh, sorry, guys. That was a reminder to shower, but I showered earlier, so it can suck it. I start, yeah, so when I started dating my current partner, he didn't say anything and he just kind of like let me do my thing. And then I started to feel dumb, just like sitting on the couch smoking while he wasn't. And it was kind of like a mirror, like what am I doing? I have this really great guy. I'm just like sitting here getting high just because it's like a habit at this point. And so I stopped. I actually stopped smoking. And the day I stopped smoking, he stopped smoking cigarettes because he's European and he had smoked cigarettes when we first started dating. And so we like stopped smoking together and it was really great to like have each other, you know, hold each other accountable for that. And neither of us, uh, obviously I get a list at that moment. Neither of us have smoked since. So it's really cool. And I feel really supported by him. And also lastly, I was like needing weed to sleep and like kind of needing it to eat. And I didn't want to be regulated or like a slave to something like that. Like on vacation, my first priority was like, let's get weed. And like, you know, that's not normal. Like you should enjoy your vacation. You should, you know, happiness should come from yourself, not from a drug, not from like, oh, I need a glass of wine to be happy. Oh, I need to do a few bumps to be happy. Like just be happy because of yourself. And if you feel like you're listening and you like res this resonates with you and you feel like, you know, you wouldn't be happy without that join or that glass of wine or that bump of Coke or Adderall, um, then like get in touch with me and, and we'll talk about it because I have some thoughts. And then drinking just like kind of went with the weed stuff. Like I, you know, I'm allergic to wine, beer and champagne and that's a true fact. And I'm allergic to sulfates and amines. I have like really bad allergies so I could never really have a glass of wine. It, it was adult onset. I wasn't allergic to wine in college, but it happened afterwards. And so I would have these terrible reactions every time I drank wine. And so I stopped drinking wine. I never really drank beer, except when I was trying to be that cool girl. So I stopped drinking beer and champagne as well. And tequila was kind of the only thing that I was drinking because vodka is trash. And um, I couldn't just like drink tequila, you know, like when my friends were having a glass of wine, like, and I was having tequila on the rocks, it was just like weird, but I would do it. And then I would obviously be the blackout one because I was drinking tequila. And I did it. I did things when drinking that I just like, wasn't like that. I didn't, I wasn't really proud of, like, it wasn't anything so crazy. I, I like knock on wood, like I never cheated on anyone, but I definitely didn't have a filter when I was drunk and like would look for problems. I remember I was dating this guy and he had done something that I didn't like. And like, I, it's almost like I waited till I got drunk enough. And then I was like, you fucking did this thing. And like, you're such an asshole and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I thought I was achieving, but it definitely was a turnoff for him. I can tell you that. And then I hosted a Valentine's Day. We met at Acme party two years ago. And um, I had a boyfriend at the time and it was, you know, I had rented out Acme and like had an open bar. So I was like, I'm going to drink because like it's an open bar. And at the party I was hosting, I got like so blacked out. I was like making out with my boyfriend all over Acme, 
if any of you were there and remember this, I'm so sorry. But yeah, it was just like ridiculous. I was like so horrified by my actions. And I was like, I can't believe that I'm hosting this party for singles and I'm going around the party making out with my boyfriend. Like, what am I doing? And then I got home and this is really embarrassing. I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I threw up in my elevator, like as the elevator doors were closing and then got to my door with this guy I was dating at the time and threw up on his shoes, like at my door. It was so bad. And yeah, so like that's, those are a few reasons that I wasn't really wanting to drink anymore because moderation was close to impossible for me since again, tequila was my drink of choice or like really only option. It's been really cool. Like I went on a bachelorette this weekend with 17 girls in Bermuda and um, not drinking was just not a big deal. I felt like I kept up with everyone pretty well and I got to like observe everyone else's drinking, which is always hysterical to just watch a bunch of drunk girls do drunk things. And then like I would wake up the next day and I wouldn't be hungover and I could go tan on the beach or by the pool. And plus like not a lot of calories when you're not drinking. So just got to eat more nachos, which is pretty sick. All right, we're going to move on to the next category, which is STDs. A woman reached out to me and she was like, do you talk about STDs on your podcast? Um, She said that she has herpes and um, it should be more normalized. And I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, well, every girl I know has HPV, like no joke, every single girl. It's extremely common. And it's funny because I don't think guys realize that. Like I've had a friend tell her boyfriend she had HPV and he was like, wow, like I can't believe you just told me this. I really need to think about this for a while. And it's like, what do you have to think about? Like get another girl and she'll also have HPV. It's so common. Herpes is super common. And those are like, if you love someone and they have herpes, like it's really not the end of the world. You just don't make out when they have an outbreak and maybe it'll make it even more fun to make out when, because you haven't in a bit. You know, STDs are super common. It's like considered not cool to use a condom by a lot of people but that's not how it should be. I mean, condoms should be used 100% of the time, at least until you're official. But not everyone does that. And as a result, you know, I've had friends get chlamydia and um, it sucks. Luckily, there are, you know, STDs that you can take antibiotics for and be okay. Um, And other than that, I don't really have enough like medical knowledge on STDs to be giving advice But I would just say, like, have more tolerance for people with STDs. It's really not their fault necessarily. And if it is, then they're probably more likely to be safer than people who have not had STDs before. So those are my thoughts for that. Um, Someone asked me to talk about girls going for guys first. I personally liked my partner first on Hinge. So I kind of do feel like I went for him first and I kind of like chose him. And then he, like, I guess agreed by liking me back. But I think it's really important, especially on dating apps when there's no rules, like a girl can make the first move, but just has to step, in my opinion, like step off after that. I think, you know, there's no problem with showing interest at first, but then kind of like, 
not being desperate. I think a lot of, you know, my boyfriend and his roommate and I were talking last night and we were like, you know, we were talking about three girls that we know who are still single and we were like, what's the pattern? Like, why do we think that they're single? And boys were like, because they like want a boyfriend so badly and like guys can smell that. And so I think like as long as you don't go in like, you know, reeking of desperation and wanting a partner and you just go in like, hey, I think you're cute. I think you're hot. Um, I would love to, you know, like get to know you more. And then you kind of back off and like, because you don't know if you want to date them right up front. Like, why would you, why, how would you know that? You don't know them. And I think so many girls, including myself, have been guilty of like planning their marriage after a good first date. But like, you don't, we don't know anything about these guys. Like, it's a first date. I think it's just like so exciting the idea of, of being in a partnership when you're single, when you're not in one. But, you know, as someone who's in one, like, I think it's really important to recognize that, like, you know, there's no reason to rush. Like, I, I feel lucky because, you know, I didn't rush and I, I really got to know my partner before I started dating him. But I look back on situations where I wanted to make it a thing so badly. So I made it a thing and it was a shitty thing. And I ended up getting broken up with. So I think, you know, you can go for a guy first, just kind of not back down, but like relax after that and like let them do the pursuing, but, you know, to each their own. Another woman asked, getting past your partner's most serious ex. This is an interesting topic. I think it's not easy to get past your partner's exes at all. I actually remember I asked my partner about, his most serious ex. And I was like, why did you guys break up again? And he was like, oh, cause she moved to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? Like that was the shittiest answer ever. I, I later found out like the, the real reason. But when he gave me that reason, I was like, great. So now like I know that you would be with her if she hadn't moved. Luckily I know that's not the case now, but it was really not, not a great answer at first. I think, listen, like, yeah, they had a serious ex, but you probably did too. And they're an ex for a reason. And just try to focus on you and that person. If they're not talking to that ex and they're not talking about that ex, there's really nothing to worry about because you're the person that they choose to be with now. And that's all that matters. I hope that was helpful. Signs of narcissism. Oof, this is good. I did. I dated a narcissist right before I started the podcast, actually, and I didn't really see it like until until it was over. But now looking back, you know, he cared so much about like what people thought of him. Like, did oh, like did your friend like me? Like after we met, I don't know if that's narcissistic or just insecure, but it was like a mix of both. He never asked any of my friends or like probably even me questions back like they'd be like so blah 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 you know like what's new how's like your day and he'd answer and then like not tell them not ask them anything back you know he was someone who really cared about like building his own brand and like you know didn't matter who he took down in the process um and he was really really bad at admitting like 
that he did anything wrong. I remember he once sh- like asked me for advice on a situation that he was in um, with a coworker, and he was like, should I apologize? And I was like, yes, you definitely should apologize. And he was like, no, I don't think I'm going to apologize. And I think that's when I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, he was completely in the wrong, was really mean to this coworker. But again, we see what we want to see. Um, I think, I wonder if there are signs of narcissism. I'm looking it up online right now. Yeah, like lives in a fantasy world that like where they think that they are amazing, needs constant praise and admiration. That definitely was something. A sense of entitlement. Yup. Exploits others without guilt or shame. Absolutely. Frequently demeans, intimidates, bullies, or belittles others. Yeah, I definitely felt belittled in that relationship. I feel like it was like a lot of mansplaining in like a dicky, a dick type way. And like he was always bragging about like his accomplishments, like where he went to college and like who cares? Like who cares about that? So definitely try to avoid a narcissist if you can. You'd be doing yourself a big service. Advice for a first love. That's a good one. I think first love is so incredible. And my first love was in, was like my high school sweetheart. And honestly, it sounds so cheesy, but I wouldn't take anything back. I was so naive and like, you know, yeah, I mean, I was so naive. Truly, I think he probably cheated on me like a few times, but I didn't really care. Like, I think, I mean, not not saying that anyone should be okay with that ever. But my point is like, I wasn't like a detective about it. I just truly like believed the best in love and relationships. And I really was so happy with this person. And I don't, I don't regret any of it like because the good times were so good and like the way it ended with with me being like coming to a realization that you know he was a cheater and this person like still cheats on their girlfriends to this day but like that realization made me like so much stronger and made me such a better judge of character moving forward and like kind of hardened me up like I didn't I had too little of walls up like I I probably have too many walls up now but I just I had none then and so my advice for a first love is just to like go in it a hundred percent like be completely genuine and true to yourself try not to play games like this is your first love so make it as genuine as you can be and like give it all you have because like you only have one first love and if you get hurt, so be it. At least you, you know, put everything into it. Okay. Being single and happy. Being single and happy is really easy. At least, at least I think so. I think that I see, I have so many friends who are in bad partnerships and, you know, even probably bad marriages and to be single and not happy to me is crazy because if you think of it like I'm single and like I'm not saying I'm just I'm saying like if you think of it like this because by the way if I were single 
I'd be totally fine because I would think of it like, you know what? I'm single and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with someone. So let me enjoy this me time right now. Let me have fun, go on dates, you know, not give a fuck. You know, I would just bond with myself and I would become the person that I would want to date and be like, like develop my character strengths and, and traits and I'd see a therapist and I would, you know, hang out with friends and I would go third wheel. Like I would be around as many couples as I could to like see, you know, what every kind of different thing is like and what I might want. And, but most importantly, I would, you know, make sure that I was happy with myself and I wasn't, you know, like trying to have a relationship with anyone and anything that gave me attention. I would make sure that I was doing what is truly, what I believe is truly best for me. And if that's having sex with a bunch of people, that's what I would do. If that's, you know, just going on dates with a bunch of people and then evaluating it after, I would do that too. You know, I'd remind myself that dating's a numbers game and I wanted to, I would want to meet as many people as I possibly can. And I really, really strongly suggest that because if you do find the one, your thought is always going to be, did I meet enough people? Did I, you know, no matter how amazing the one for you is or the relationship that you're in that like my last forever is, you're always going to wonder like, did I do enough when I was single? So if you're listening to this and you're single, like go out and do it, go out and do that shit. Like go on a date tonight, go on a date tomorrow night, go on a date for all the people, you know, who are done dating because sooner than you think you're going to be done and you're going to be like, did I date enough? It doesn't matter if you dated five people or 47 people, you're going to be like, did I date enough? So go out there and, you know, do your thing and don't take it too seriously. Cause if you do, people can smell it and you don't want that. Our last topic is how to act when you run into your partner's ex. That's a good one. I'm, I'm actually really lucky in that none of my partner's exes are in the city. Um, well, that's not true. There's one like kind of ex here, but I think you just need to be, you know, don't, don't try too hard. Don't overdo it. I remember my high school sweetheart, this girl he dated after me, I was in, I was in like still in college at the time, but I ran into him and he was with her. And she went out of her way, like too, too much to try to be my best friend. And it was, it was like a little much, you know, I I would say like, if you're, if you're choosing between like trying to be their best, like the ex's best friend and trying to be a bitch to them, you should try to be the best friend. But I think somewhere in the middle is healthier. Just like be friendly, be sweet, but don't try to, you know, keep your friends close, your enemies closer, because that's, obvious to both your partner and um, their ex. And I would just be nice, be sweet. And that's it. Like treat them like, you know, an old friend who like you're, you know, you haven't caught up with in a while, but every time you see them, like you smile and you ask how they are. But I don't think you need to get closer than that. I don't think you need to follow them on Instagram. I don't think you need to get mad at your partner for their ex being there. Just be cool about it. And then I guarantee your partner will be really appreciative of your coolness on that. 
So that's all I got for this solo episode because now we're going to play you a clip from our Bowery Ballroom show with Nick Vial, Tori Piskin, Alyssa Coscarelli, and Justin McLeod, the CEO of Hinge. And I think that you're really going to enjoy it. And I just want to remind you that you should totally get tickets. Our LA show is this coming week on Wednesday, August 7th. And we've got an amazing lineup. We've got Grocery Store Joe from The Bachelor and his girlfriend, Kendall. We've got Jasmine Robbins, very cool gal. We've got hilarious comedian Emma Wellman. And we've also got a show in Philly on September 3rd and a show in Boston on September 24th. So go to wemetatacme.com slash tour, check it out. And here's a preview of what our live show is like. I hope you enjoy. I was going to save this question, but I have to ask right away because so many people are curious. Justin, what happened to the height feature on Hinge? What the fuck? You have to pay? You gotta monetize that app, bro. This is controversial. Explain. He took his glasses off, so he's ready to explain. (laughs) And they're like the tiniest glasses. He's like, I'm getting serious here. You have to pay for the pleasure to see if he's 6'2". Clearly. So why are people paying for the height? I mean, it's smart, not gonna lie, but... I mean, we still display height for everyone, so if you want to make decisions, yes or no, and we learn your taste over time, but um, we, we actually developed a policy around what we, what we thought should be paid for and what we thought shouldn't be paid for, and things that had to do with inclusivity and making sure it was accessible to everyone, you, you don't have to pay for, but things that were sort of just pure preference, you have to, you have to pay for, and that's just kind of part of the game, so. Mm. Sorry. Interesting, interesting. I think it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> So how also short guys were getting discriminated against and oh. and we got a lot of complaints. So have you been getting complaints? For the short guys. You're not wrong. Like have you been getting emails oh, from def- short oh, guys? Definitely. You have. Definitely. Wow. Like well, a short we get, guy? We get a lot of emails, but among those are ones from short guys who felt they were getting discriminated against. Wow. Yeah. Well actually, and I mentioned this upstairs, but um, David Yaris, who's the CEO of J Swipe, he came on the podcast and he was like we don't do height because I'm looking out for my Jewish guys out there <laughs> yeah um, so we're gonna go straight into starting with Nick what's the most overlooked red flag in dating oh, wow uh, the most overlooked red flag yeah that's like a big question you just yeah. pop me with <laughs> um hmm I don't think there is a, a singular biggest red flag. I think there's preference. You, you what? <laughs> you, you boo me? <laughs> uh, what, did, what is yours? Um, yeah, I think it can vary. I think there's personalities that vary. Um, like not liking your mom, I guess that's a big one, right? But yeah, I don't know. The biggest? Uh, let me think. Get back to me. Okay, we'll get back to you, Alyssa. I don't know about the biggest, but not putting the seat down... Mm. After they pee, it's like, really, bro? Like, this yeah. isn't gonna work. Is that after or before you asked him and he still doesn't do it? But, like, the first Why time do you he have doesn't to do ask? it? It's not that hard. If it's your own apartment. A lot of things aren't hard. We still do it. <laughs> That's a red flag. That's what she me. said. <laughs> uh, Justin? 
I don't know if I ever found any like clear, clear red flags that weren't obvious red flags. Yeah. Um, let me think. Well, you you can't do something if it's not art. <laughs> Sorry, I thought about that. Don't ask me. <laughs> anyway. I just find if if I just can't have like that natural back and forth conversation. I mean, my, I'm married now. Been married for a while. Way to brag. Uh, oh wait, I was just gonna ask your current relationship status. So. So married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happily married. Uh, we're actually expecting a, a boy, oh baby my boy. God, congrats. Thank you. I just became an aunt two oh, days ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. He's actually here tonight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everyone like swarms for a baby. Look where. Where's the baby? Um. Okay, so not having a connection with someone. Well, I think, like, that, that natural conversation. Like, Kate and I still go out, and we just, like, still can't, like, stop talking to each other, right? And I think I've also had those relationships that it's, it's just kind of, like, it just yeah. dies. Like, mm-hmm. you push it out there, and then it's... What is Kate's birthday? She's a cancer. June, oh. June 27th. That's really nice. Yeah, like, That's hardcore really nice. cancer. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> We're is in cancer season, so we're... hardcore cancer. <laughs> what? There's no such thing as a hardcore cancer. Oh, yeah, no, there is. You, you should no. be Kate. <laughs> she, she must be very emotional. Softcore, softcore cancer. <laughs> and, like, interfamily. Yes, very much so. There Protective mm-hmm. of the unit. Mm-hmm. And, Tori, what's a most overlooked red flag for you? Ooh, I think I'm getting to the point now where I can't take if a guy can't make a plan. Mm. So annoying. Like, why do yeah. I have to set up the date? It's yeah. so annoying. They're like, where do you want to go? I'm like, where do you want to go? Yeah. And they're like, what's your neighborhood? I'm like, Williamsburg. They're like, know any good places? I'm like, do you know any? It's like, yeah. I'm just repeating what you're saying. It's like, why just look at your own text and answer it? Yeah. It's so know? fucking annoying. It's so fucking annoying. Beyond. And Tori, what's your current relationship status? Um, I'm single. I don't know why I said, um, I knew what it was. <laughs> I was like, um... <laughs> You, you know, you have to think about it a little Anything. bit. And Justin, you're married. How long have you been married? Uh, we've been... Well, we met when we were uh, 19. She was 18. And, oh. yeah. Well, we, were, we dated on and off for a few years, and then we didn't speak to each other for eight years. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, but was, I thought you guys just talk all the time. You can't stop talking. <laughs> yeah, except those eight years where she wouldn't speak to me. But, um, <laughs> uh, but then we got back together... Uh, it's a long. It's Why a long wouldn't story. she speak to you? Um, well, <laughs> what'd you do, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. I mean, I was a. I was a train wreck in in college, and yeah. uh, like a really big train wreck. And I sort of at the end of it was just like, you need to save yourself, and I'll never love you, and you just <laughs> have to. I know it was rough, but if, if she stuck around, like I was. I was getting, like, sent off to rehab all the time. I was, like, wrecking her yeah. life. We broke up, like, seven times. I was like, please, just, like, run away. So she did. And then we didn't speak for four years. But then I, like, got my life back together. This, this could go on. This is a long story. But I got my life back together. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, reached out to her four years later. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I've got my life back together. And she said, you know, it's too late. I'm living in London with this other guy. And This is like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started Hinge, like, the next week. And I was like, I'll show you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you were like, I'm going to meet someone on Hinge. Yeah, exactly. Did you meet anyone on Hinge? I met a lot of people on Hinge, but um, ultimately I just compared them all to Kate, so... 
That's really cute. But it's also like giving a lot of people false hope because it's like if a guy says to you, I'll never love you, he's then going to marry you and you're going to be pregnant with his kid. What do you really mean? Yeah, but five years later, so you should get yours, you know? Yeah, Yeah, true. Um, We'll get back to that. Yeah, for sure. Alyssa, what is your current relationship status? I'm in a long-distance relationship. Oh, wow. Is anyone in a long-distance relationship out there? (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Well, okay. Tell you I expected, like, at least uh, one person. Like, literally not one person. What about you, Nick? Uh, I totally disagree with you three. Um, here, here's the thing. I, uh, I think if you want to wait, I think that's great. I think if you want to have sex, that's great. I think most first dates don't work out. So if, right? so if you're going to hook up with someone on the first date, there's just still a good chance it might not work out. I also think people who enjoy having sex with each other will keep having sex with each other. And I think that people who like having conversations with each other will continue to have conversations with each other. I don't think guys lose the respect for women if they hook up the first time that the stereotype is. I, I don't agree with that at all. Are you just saying that so people listening will have sex with you on the first date? 